Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and today we're hanging out with Buddy and Robin from Visual Learning Solutions. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Scott. It's good to have you here. Visual Learning Solutions. I'm guessing you help people teach. Well, it's it's visual because I'm a visual learner. Okay. And uh, obviously, we wanted when we picked the brand years ago, uh, we wanted it to be in the name, you know, what we do. So uh, we designed training for the visual learner to be consumed, as most people do now, on some type of device. Uh, that's really kind of where we started was picking a lane on, on how we're going to deliver training. So it's training development. Basically, if you, uh, like most people, have taken some type of online training, you've consumed, say, uh, e-learning or watched a training video, that is what we do. Gotcha. Um, so just so I know kind of who we're talking to here, if I'm going to teach a course. I want to develop a course that's going to be out online and somehow consumed through devices online. Do I come to you to help me produce and develop that? Is, is that what I understand correctly then? Yes. Yeah, so, so I'm Buddy Boyles. I'm the CEO of the company. I'm the, I'm the uh, chief creative, if you will, but I'm, I'm, I wear a lot of different hats. And of course, my business partner, Denise Broyles, she's the operations manager. And Robin, seated to my right, she's the uh, senior creative editor and, and other things. But as when we're approached and when we talk to new customers, our goal is to understand basically from concept delivery and where they are in that cycle. So if you, for example, if you're a, a, a typical trainer that is like instructor-led, you lead courses. You talk in front of people, in front of a room, maybe with a PowerPoint or something like that. We would want to understand, you know, what are your goals and who's the greater audience you're trying to reach. For our, co- our corporate customers... They will reach out to us and say, well, buddy, we have instructional designers, people that understand how people learn, and they're trained in that area. They've written a script or they have some type of content already created. We, we need your help fulfilling that. Either it's video production or it's uh, e-learning design or graphic design or even help designing the brand of that training. What does it look like? How, you know, what's the user experience? How are people consuming that? So we can answer a lot of different questions based on whatever the need, whatever you bring to me as the, uh, even as someone who doesn't know how people learn, but you know that you have a topic that you need them to consume, then we just start the conversation there. Gotcha. So I'm curious, what uh, what was it that got you guys into this business and wanting to help develop courses and training and education for, for online consumption? Well, Robin, if you don't mind, kind of start with your history. Well, I'm, like Buddy, I'm a visual person. You know, I've always been a visual storyteller. And uh, I started out in the industry, you know, working on TV and, and corporate stuff. And then I went into teaching for a while. And I was in public education. And teaching is something that came very naturally to me. And so when I got out of education and, and came back to the uh, production industry, I, you know, met up with Buddy. I, I knew him while I was teaching. He actually came and talked to my classes. Um but it was a perfect fit for me because I could utilize my education background and my visual storytelling strengths and marry the two together. Yeah, that's kind of a match made in heaven right there. Yeah, for sure. Good deal. So I, I'm kind of curious, when, when you're putting together or helping somebody to kind of come up with the look and the feel and, and developing that, that online training, um, is it, are, are we building things that are not only maybe somebody on camera, whiteboard stuff, but also graphics, infographics, and kind of motion graphics and things like that incorporated into it? Do you guys do all that stuff? We do it all. And so we, as I've mentioned before, possibly it's concept to delivery. 
So um, we'll first, uh, we'd like to host what is called a discovery session. It's very similar to the marketing uh, life cycle. So it's essentially bringing all of the stakeholders together, even if it's just one person on the other side of the table with us, and to understanding their brand, their goals, their audience. So that's the discovery, and that usually uh, results in a report that is, this is the roadmap for what the project should look, look like from a 10,000-foot-up level. And so um, once we have that, and that can be anywhere in the life cycle of the product, but it's essentially we understand all of the different things you want to do, or at least we try to extract that in that conversation. It's almost like a group therapy. Mm -hmm. we, we've had a session like that, that that literally lasted eight hours, and we filled entire whiteboards with all of these different, basically just words. What does this mean to you? Well, what about this? What does success look like? What are the different personas who are either giving the training, you know, uh, facilitating, if you will, or receiving the training? So we map all of that out. And that's how we understand really where we're going with this, because it's just like anything else. You, uh, what is it? Uh, failure plan is planning to fail. Right. And so that's very important in the training market, especially some of these projects are large. Uh, the largest project Robin and I are working on right now is a, is a training uh, program, and we're on what, like month 18 mm -hmm. or so. We've been at it for some time. So it's important to get it right from the beginning. So um, to answer your question, it's we offer so much that is everything that can be consumed we have a vast network of really talented people, and that's, you know, I'll get to our business model briefly, but we're, we call it a flex and surge. So we have five core employees and a handful of really powerful contractors that are here in-house. And then we have, last year we had 60 to 99. So we have a bunch of different people that have, uh, they're all, you know, every discipline you can imagine that contributes to the visual learning field from, again, from instructional designers to graphic designers to people that specifically do those hand-drawn videos that mm -hmm. you've seen. We have a lot of different talented artists. A lot of them have a background in even marketing. So they understand what, what how the spatial relationship that needs to live on the screen so people can consume it at the pace they need to consume it. So to, you know, the real answer is we do it all. I mean, I, I, I hate to sound cliche when I say that, but, but, but we absolutely um, bring the right, the flex and surge model, which Robin and I have talked about, is um, basically we, we bend to whatever the needs are of that particular project and client. And um, an example would be, say, if you're in the um, food service industry, we'd find an instructional designer or a graphic designer or someone who has produced content somewhere within that industry rather than just putting a, you know, a, a round peg in a square hole. Right. We don't just fit a person. We find the right fit. So when we present uh, at the beginning of the project or wherever the project is in its life cycle, we make sure we bring the right team. So especially if there's a contractor because we want to understand the, the full project and where the uh, talent um, and the you know instructional design talent on the other side, and of course where the learner is. We want to make sure that the language is right, the vernacular, the proper vernacular is used. So it uh, it basically eliminates some of the project learning curve and uh, eliminates some of the confusion in conversations in so communication. One of the key elements of any any training course is obviously the content itself. I would imagine that the customers that come to you have expertise in their area and they want to turn that into a course, how much of the actual content development side of things do you help with? Or is it kind of up to the person that's hiring you to really develop the content for the course? It depends on the project. Um, you know, there's sometimes, like Buddy said, they'll come to with a, with a script. And so then we just have to understand you know, who the audience is and how they're best going to learn. And then we can help structure the visuals to support that content. And then sometimes they'll come to us with a concept and, you know, they'll say, okay, we've got this, this idea. 
but we don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it sounds like. And then we can certainly help break that down. And that goes back to that discovery session, understanding what the goals are and who the audience is for that. Because visual storytelling is all about knowing your audience and and what they need to be able to consume it. Um, And so then, you know, we... Sometimes we start from the ground up and help them write that, um, whether it be dialogue or writing it out in pictures, you know, to, to tell the story. Um, but, you know, like we have a kind of a mantra that, you know, you can't put anything on the screen that's going to distract your viewer, you know, because you, you have to understand what the viewer is looking for and you have to know what the goal of the product is so that you can get those two to meet in the middle. Makes a lot of sense. It sounds like you guys have good alignment with that in terms of making sure that whatever is going to get produced is going to march down the path to meeting that goal. Right. Because uh, it's super easy to get off the rails on stuff like that. I've done it. <laughs> and even times. the audience, you know, the the project that Buddy mentioned the, that we've been working on for 18 months, we, we started out with a fairly narrow audience. And what we realized as the project took life was that it really had a much broader audience than our target. International, in fact. Yeah. yeah. And and so that's, you know, that's been part of the growing that project and going, you know, everybody needs to see this, not just our original audience and just making sure that it's consumable in a lot of different ways. Right. And one of the outcomes of the discovery session we often find, I mentioned it's kind of a group therapy, is that we discovered that the people who, like, you know, are basically either funding it or it's their baby, per se, the project is their baby, we help them understand that they aren't necessarily the audience of this training. Mm-hmm. A lot of, especially, um, think in terms of, of business owners and whatnot, they, they, they see it as how they want it to be, and they sometimes forget to step outside of that, and what is the learner needing from that? Because they may know their brand in and out, so they'll make assumptions all along the, the training process of, they should know this, they should know this. Well, uh, say a, a new employee won't know, you know, the, what the company is about. They won't know certain things, even if the company's been around for 20 business, twenty years in business, they may not know the brand. So there's all these different things that we try to pull them out of their product and we pull them away from them being the person that goes, yes, this is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. They're not the learner. Yeah, they're, that's, they're that's not the audience. That's a classic marketing mistake is assuming that you are the audience. Um, Rarely is that the case. In fact, I think most of the time you have to kind of step outside your own body and, you know, have that experience of looking in from the outside. So glad to hear that you guys bring that to the table. So you talked a little bit about the the flex model and having the contractors that kind of augment what you do depending on the need. One thing I know you guys have that is um, a bit more permanent is a pretty amazing studio space that you've built as well. Talk to us a little bit about the capabilities of that, as I've seen a little bit of it, but I'm sure there's much more to it than what I've seen. Certainly. Well, uh, originally, you know, Dallas is a big market, and there are a lot of studios here. There's lots of capability here, and that's actually the real benefit of being in this market. As I mentioned, the Flex and Surge model, we have access, and of course, we're members of the local ATD Dallas chapter. What does ATD stand association for? Of, the Association of Talent Development. Got it. So we're a major sponsor of some of their events. But so by knowing that group and all these other ancillary groups, uh, alignment with UNT for interns and other talent, um, we have access to a terrific amount of talent. So uh, recently, with some restructuring in the current building uh, we're in, we decided to take on an additional space. It's about 400 square feet with 17-foot ceilings. And given we do, we, we conduct so much uh, of our production in-house, as in from script to screen, we decided to build a studio within our space. So we're basically in the middle of the building on the second floor, and it's uh, we built in a, a white psych on one side, and then we have those heavy you know, curtains for theater and whatnot. Um, and then, uh, 
in-house, we have four 4K cameras with stands. Of course, the the grid, it, it's basically what you expect to see when you walk in a studio. You have a lighting grid, you have soundproofing, you have uh, all types of capability. And um, some of our on-location um, products, we use something called Sling Studio, which is a live switch product multi-camera. That works very well in-house as well because then we have several cameras set up. We can have people on set up to uh, ideally three people on set. Again, this is a 400 square foot suit. So yeah. It's not huge. So it, it's, it's right for a lot of the training products we do for like a green screen setup or stand and deliver. We have teleprompters in there that are camera mounted. So it looks like a news set, if you will. So as a, as a trainer or anybody who has a message to, to convey, they're looking right into the, the audience's eyes. They're looking through the lens for the teleprompter. So it has terrific capability, again, live switching even to the web. We can live stream, multi-cam switch to the web. Um, the, the benefit of that and what we're telling people and is the, the benefit is you effectively have a live switch show once you're done. Say you come in for 30 minutes, it's switched. I say live. It's, it's switched live, not necessarily broadcast live. And so you walk out with an edited program. A lot of people will take several cameras into the field and then they have to go back and edit those individually into something finished. The benefit of using our studio in this setup is it's almost done. So it cuts down significantly on a heavy cost, which is post-production. Yeah. And very time-consuming as well. So, so when you say switch, just to be clear so that our audience knows what you're talking about, you're actually switching between the different cameras as the video is being shot. Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. instead of having to do that in post-production, you've got this thing that nicely moves between different people that are that are on set. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, think of like any, any news show you watch where you see the close-ups, the wide shots. All of that is happening just like would happen in a, in a live situation. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Um, and it's Sling Studio? Yeah, it's called Sling Studio. It's um, Do they make a backpack type thing? For, yes, yes. I think I know. That's who they how they are. advertise. Is so it's it's basically a, a wireless hub. And again, we're not a reseller, so I get no benefit from this. But um, we have two of them in house, though, because they they are very useful for us. What's important about that product is it's wireless and battery capable. And if you put a box, basically a little broadcast box, on top of your camera that's HDMI connected. Um, it has and it has its own battery, so you can effectively. And the reason we invested in this was we had a uh, oil and gas company that wanted to train on location. And some of these locations, these pipes coming out of the ground that you'll see on the highways, those are out there. So we had to have something that was completely wireless and battery capable. And so our, our typical setup for a field situation using this technology is an iPad, which is the user interface, so that you see little cameras, the layout on the screen, graphics and other video you could roll in. And then you have a, a hub and then multiple cameras with those little connectors, and it's also drone capable. So for this customer, we have a drone in the air, which is a live video feed. So if you have someone out there training with, you know, their protective equipment in a truck or something like that, you can see it from above and you can see it from multiple camera angles. And then we can live switch it and record it right there. So it's ready to go. That's it's, pretty it's cool. Pretty I'm kind of geeking out right now. Yeah, the now. portability awesome. of it. That, that was the main reason is the portability, but it works very well in a studio setup. Gotcha. And then so you kind of answered my next question, and that was do you do uh, – production in the field as well, or is it just in studio? And it sounds like you guys are out and about there when need be. Certainly. Uh, our most recent field production was a TEDx event in Pleasant Grove uh, this past month. And it was, again, that was, that was four cameras using the same setup. So it was a live setup, live stage. If you've seen a TEDx that's well-produced, um, that's it looks good. Again, recording with 4K-capable cameras, everything looks and sounds great. Um, but that's – we have a number of, including uh, the Southwest Learning Summit, which is put on by ATD Dallas – in August, we we have two different 
multi-camera setups planned for that event to where we record the speakers, record the keynotes, and have all of that for posterity. And we'll also have a, we'll be doing a podcast there as well. But all of that is to augment, or basically to, to show off, not augment, to show off our capability of how we can set up these, these multiple live events. And I, I, again, I say they're not necessarily broadcast live, but they're live switched. So as soon as we're done, as soon as the speaker is, is, is finished speaking, we basically pull the hard drive out and transfer it to them. So they have the entire presentation ready. Wow, that's fantastic. And that's what makes our field unit so capable. Okay. Is there a, an ideal customer for you guys? That's a good question. What do you think, Robin? We, uh, we like to make training that does good in the world. We, wanna, we want our, our products to make a difference for, for someone. Um, and sometimes that's fairly simple. It means that a machine's going to be cleaned right and everybody's going to be healthier. And sometimes it's going to make people feel safe or be safe. And, and that's kind of, you know, we, we like the clients that come to us and say, we've got a, a product or we need a video that's going to make a difference in people's lives. That's, those are the ones we really like to get behind. Okay, fair enough. And, you know, from a, just from a, that's kind of our why, you know, we, we really want to do good. Um, and, and Robin has this really great saying, you know, some projects are for the meal, some, some are for the real, you know, and, and, and video production <laughs> yep. and film production, they call it, you know, that's your demo reel that shows off your best work. Um, and we understand that not all of it can be that way. So we, we definitely, we are definitely actively seeking, um, not just the real work, but, but something that does good. And we'll continue to do that. We have basically two different product sets that we're working on. You know, as what we've described up till now is custom work. And we're approached by a customer who um, usually they own everything. And because it's an internal delivery, say some of the, some of the corporate uh, entities that we work for, that's not going to be shown outside of their walls because it's something, it's a, it's a proprietary process or something for their team, their training. What we're looking to do now, actively seeking partners, say an instructional designer, someone that knows their industry, knows their field, maybe they've even developed some training content they're currently giving uh, as an instructor in front of a live audience, and then we're wanting to turn that into um, off-the-shelf training. So right now, everything we do is custom, custom work for for a a specific audience. Mm -hmm. We want to now pivot to an additional product line that is off-the-shelf, so it's designed in mind of a larger audience than than the trainer currently has. You know, and, and maybe even outside of their market, if necessary. Could you give me an example of what that might look like? Just, uh, I'll, I'll I'll give you a broad one. I'm not going to go that route, but I, <laughs> it's. Um, you, do you want? Should I go the puppy route? That's what I. Was why, why don't you describe it without giving away too much detail? <laughs> um, buddy was teasing me about doing a, tr- a puppy training video. I was having a particularly emotional day <laughs> with one of our products that, that's just a tough topic. And uh, he goes, don't worry, that puppy training video is coming next. And, uh, <laughs> and I took him seriously. And um, you did. Yeah. So, but thinking about, you know, who doesn't have a dog and, and you know, when you get a dog, you, you need, need help training it. And, and there are dog trainers and the dog trainers often need help training. And so, you know, we're talking to a couple of uh, subject matter experts in dog training about possibly developing a curriculum that would, you know, target a lot of different audiences that that would involve dogs because it's fun and it's going to do good. <laughs> Very nice. It will do good. And is that something that you guys would produce just entirely on your own and then make it available to that's well, dog trainers, for example. To yeah, we're 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 working both the the kind of the front end, talking to this particular expert on how well they know the industry, uh, kind of making a business case for it, and then separately, uh, it's kind of like the discovery session I mentioned previously. We would have that within our group, 
and decide, you know, who, who's, you know, what is the brand and especially who is the audience? What's the size of the mm-hmm. audience? A right. lot of the corporate companies we serve, they serve thousands. You know, we're developing this training for thousands and it does cost a reasonable amount of money depending on the size of the project. So for something like this, we have to make sure that it has, has a reach mm-hmm. that's, that, uh, makes the investment worthwhile. Yeah. And we're not just tar- I mean we're targeting a number of different industries. So it won't we're, we don't we aren't planning for a, a niche here. It's more mm-hmm. of a um we're looking at um, one for uh, kind of a smaller aircraft training, you know, for for different aspects of that. Uh, we have a SME there. So we're not limiting that. You know, we're casting a very broad net. It's more about the process. You know, what's what's the business case for each of these products and then who are how big is the audience? And it doesn't have to be huge. It just has to justify the cost. Sure. You know, and, and, and yeah, that totally makes sense. And ideally be a, a, something that does good. Right. You know. Us me being a subject matter expert. Yes. Right. And, you know, really, like Buddy said, it could be any any industry, any any subject matter expert that's out there that, that has, you know, a training program that needs an audience, you know, or that needs a product for their audience. That's, you know, we want to talk to them. So I've got a training course that I've been planning to develop for a long time. Um, and it's going to be a paid course. Is that something I would come to you guys to help us develop as well and kind of do all the, the nice polished production around that? Precisely. Yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Good <laughs> yes. to know. You, you're exactly the type of person we're looking for. You know, someone who ha- has content, understands, you know, understands their content very well, probably understands their market and audience very well, but doesn't know, you know, it's, it's always that leap that you have to make of, of the things you don't know. It's it's the what you don't know that keeps you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we, that's where why we're here, because we do know these things. And if we don't, we know people who do, and we'll bring them to the table. Okay, good to know. Well, yeah, part of the process I'm going through right now is assessing the market size, making sure it's going to justify the level of effort required to to teach what I think, uh, you know, I want this course to look like. So, yeah. yeah. And people like you, I mean, if they're listening, that's, we want to have those conversations, yeah. but we will have a qualifying conversation that, that answers those questions, even for them. Again, it's, it's kind of a group therapy mm-hmm. session. You may think that you have the, what I've been saying lately is like this, this product is the bee's knees. It's the thing that really solves all the problems. Right. You may find out there's a market of 10, right? you know, 10 people. And maybe they're not that interested because they've just gone to YouTube and found their answer and they're done. <laughs> So they don't really, know what they don't they know. They don't know what there, they do There's not a lot of things that are quite as deflating as putting a lot of work into building something like that only to find out that nobody cares. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they're that, just not interested. Yeah. yeah. Been down that road too. So we'll definitely make sure we get it right this time. So, okay. Is there anything about visual learning solutions? Like, I want to ask the questions that you guys wish people would ask you when they first come to you. What are the things that people tend to, maybe they don't know to ask or they shouldn't, or they should be asking, I should say, that uh, that they don't. I, I think I think the question is, um, I mean, it's so hard for most people to get started, and and to understand the the different models involved in developing this stuff um, because there's there's science behind all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I harp on the audience, but I mean that is really the the most important question that you have to answer is who is your audience, and like yeah. you said, is yeah. my audience ten people who maybe should care, or is it? A hundred thousand people who do already care and are going to consume this. But do, do people me, do, do people often? I would imagine underestimate the level of effort involved in bringing something like this to life. I think that may be the be- the better question because I think the the first the question we get most is how much does video cost? <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah. it's right out of the gate. It, it, so. Um, it depends is always the answer, right? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, a, a common misconception is video costs a certain amount. And so just to, to start this off, 
let me let me give you a little bit of my history, you know, because I know Robin hadn't given hers. I started out in broadcast news, and I've been in, in this business for about thirty years. Uh, just just about uh, two thousand one is thirty years for me. So historically, I, I've produced video content uh, for just about every subject, including um, live patient surgery, cosmetic surgery, dentistry, firefighting, um, a lot of industrial. You literally, you name the to- topic for the most part, I've, I've been a part of it in some way. And the question most people approach us with is, you know, how much, how much is this going to cost? And so I always walk back to cost is such a, such a variable. And what's important is we first understand, as Robin mentioned, who is the audience? You know, what are you, this really, it all comes down to who are you? You know, what's your brand? What are you trying to convey? You know, who's, who is your audience and what are your goals? What does success look like for this training program? And that's, that's really it is, is what does success look like? Once we define what does success look like for this product, who's going to learn and how are they going to learn and really what are the outcomes? You know, what are, what does success mean? And then from there, we just scale that back, you know, basically reverse engineer what the costs are. And typically when we approach costs, I'll give them a, like a high-low. You know, here's, here's the range we're expecting. If that's reasonable, then we'll continue the conversation. But most people are, are either surprised or shocked by a, a sticker if we go there first. Yeah. Because that, it's, it's very deflating until you figure out. And we also, having been in this business a very long time, I can also help with understanding the breakdown and, and savings in certain area, or we can talk about the greater market and maybe uh, influence where it's going to go. You know, because we don't know, I can basically can add anecdotes to, you know, other customers have had this same problem or other training products have had this same, the same goal as yours. And we can go back to, and I can talk about how those succeeded, you know, and kind of give them a little more reinforcement of what they're doing and how they're doing it. I would think that's a huge benefit to somebody in working with you guys, as you've seen so many of these courses and so many uh, different types of training that have been built and delivered that you can help people avoid a lot of the pitfalls that, you know, if they haven't done this very much, they're inevitably going to run into some of those things. So I definitely would want to convey that. While uh, Visual Learning Solutions, uh, we started in 20, uh, 2015, so we're in our fifth year. While the, the business is relatively new, um, we have been in this business a long time. And so we, between Robin and I, we've got roughly 30 years each, sorry, Robin, uh, to, in, in this business. And then, She started at one year old. It's right, right, amazing yeah. how bright yeah. she was at yeah. that age. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> but, you know, we, we do bring a lot of, of, you know, we've learned through hard knocks and other situations that things have to be done a certain way and they will succeed mm-hmm. if, if you do the And, um, and a lot of that happens uh, just from the beginning, having conversations. And Robin will attest that when you begin talking to me, and it, my ultimate goal is just to understand, is to understand you, your, you know, all the things I've mentioned before. But there isn't, I, I'm never, I'm not here, and my motivation isn't to make a dollar. It's to make good, is, is to do good. And there, I, there's a saying, I'm going to paraphrase it, it's basically, you know, if, if you do what you love, you're, you're going to make money doing it. So yep. we don't worry about the budget so much. I mean, obviously, we're in business, but it's more about understanding the goals and success, you know, success for my customers means success for me. Very good. Robin, any uh, last thoughts before we uh, log off here? I don't think so. Okay. It's been a pleasure having you guys both on Likewise. the show today. I mean, that, we could probably go on talking about this for hours. And I would definitely love to learn and hear more. So maybe we'll have you guys back on before too long. Well, I look forward to the opportunity. But love seeing companies like this right here in Frisco, Texas, making it happen. So if you've got training, if you need to train your people, if you have... 
a training course idea for a broader market like I do, then visuallearningsolutions.com. And where else can they find you online besides the website? Uh, we do have a Facebook presence, uh, which is the same. And basically, if you just go to Facebook and type our name, you'll find us there. Uh, YouTube channel and development. Um, and, of course, I and the business are, are both, you know, we're, we're all on LinkedIn. And so we, we publish to, on those regularly. All right. And not, not to overlook, but definitely the video production studio is the one part that is open to the public, you know, whereas the rest of it is specifically for training. It is a business-friendly studio and with business-friendly friendly rates. Um, I, ideally, it's someone who's trying to promote their business or promote a product or something. Okay, like that. good. I'm glad you mentioned that because I didn't realize that you guys had the studio. Like people can book time and come in and that's shoot correct. their stuff. And, yeah. and just for anybody that's curious, uh, we started shooting the series that we're doing with – uh, UT Southwestern and Texas Health, the uh, Frisco Physicians series is being shot in your studio. So Correct. Yeah, it's looking good. Thank you so much. Well, guys, thanks again for coming on the show and for the time today. We'll definitely have you back on learn some more about it. But again, visuallearningsolutions.com. And thanks to all of you for tuning into the Frisco podcast. As always, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, pretty much any place you're going to find a podcast, you're going to find us. So go out there. Give us a like, leave us a comment, let us know what you think, and we will talk to you next time.